0: Hello everyone Welcome to the J Has Network. I'm your host, Aaron Herman. How do you create a Holocaust documentary with the opportunity to speak to director Avi Angel on his new film, Here I Learn to Love? Let's take a closer look. Holocaust movies um have a way of coming really to your heart. I mean that when you see a a Holocaust film, um, a lot of questions come out of it. Like, how did the person come up with the idea? Um, How do you get into the mind uh, of a Holocaust survivor? Um, And how do you help them on their journey? Uh, And your film is very interesting uh, because it not only um, brings a journey in front of you, but a transformation. Um, So talk a little bit about uh, your film.
1: Um, The the starting point was when my nephew had an intimate bar mitzvah in the Kotel and his grandfather Avner, who's one of the heroes, uh, said in front of the whole family, this is the moment I claim triumph over the Nazis. I knew Avner for so many years, he's living in a lot, always with a suntan, Bohemian guy, he had a bar. I mean, how is he connected to such a story? And he told me, you know, I'm not sure who I am, but my brother, or the one I supposed to be my brother, wrote a book about the history of our family. And I'll give you and read it. And the story was fascinating. And uh, this was the starting point when I read it. And I tried to convince them to set up for a journey to trace the roots of their childhood, their survival, during the Second World War, of what we call the,
0: the Holocaust. And uh, the movie is about that story. Whenever you're reading a book, um, and you can sometimes of picture, like a movie in your head, of how it look. How did you adapt the book to fit um, what you're looking for?
1: Um, the book is just this, tells the story, the general idea of the story. But as a documentary director, and uh, we are very strict about it, you have to let the things happen. I had to get a distance from the uh, happenings when I took them to Krakow or to Belzitz or to bergen Belzen or to Montreux and only lead from distance the way and let them expose their emotions, their feelings, their thoughts. And uh, I think the special thing about this movie, maybe if I can say it, is that they were ready to really spill out what we call their kishkes, mm-hmm. uh, in front of the camera, a uh, lay bear, say, uh, and at the same time, really cry with tears about the things that happened to them. And I think that this is the, what makes the movie, uh, the, authenticity, the authenticity of this movie so touching.
0: Did anything surprise you as you were filming the movie? Um, I, I, I was surprised to see
1: their, their readiness to expose their feelings. Uh, Avner, he asked, me told me, I, I really don't know who I am. You know, I'm 72. Uh, I've changed my name seven times during my lifetime. I, I generally know the story of what happened to me, but I, would, I, I, I ask you very much to find any document that will prove who I am. And uh, ladies that did the research in Krakow did find in the National Archive uh, the documents of their family, but when I told him when we were in the in the main street and I told him we are going to look for your documents right now, he was not really aware where we were going, and he of course didn't know that we are going to find any document about it. When he finds finally the document and you're going, I'm going to shorten it because it's in on the movie, and he finds and he looks at it. After 70 years, he mentions his mother's name, Mindale. And, you know, this is a moment of tears, you know, and he says, Mindale, I have so much to tell you. I have so much to tell you. And he burst in tears. Now, Avner, he had a heart surgery with four bypasses and I was warned that I have to be very, very careful about the whole situation. And uh, it's not shown during the whole length in the movie, but you know, he cried for five, seven, ten minutes, very, very strong. And uh, as a f- someone who cares for him, I said, well, I should go and give him a hug. As a director, I said, well, I have to keep the distance and see what happens. And it was a very, very uh, emotional moment for all of us in the movie. Everyone was in tears, you know, and that's one of the touching movies moments in the movie.
0: You want the audience to connect to your, your story. How do you think the audience has received uh, the film so, uh, so far?
1: Uh, it's not a classical Holocaust movie because it doesn't show the, the scenes that we are used to see of this period, which are really awful. Uh, it's a story about two kids. One was two years old, one was three years old. They told this, their story very special. In a very special way, and uh, I think this is one of the reasons that it's it's a kind of family story, emotional story, not a kind of a typical Holocaust story. And in this way, it's exceptionally well received. I was surprised. I am flattered, and uh, I hope uh, all of us, because it's not the director, it's the cameraman, it's the editor, it's the music, it's the soundman. That uh, we all all together we did uh, we tried to do a good job,
0: and music plays a big part in this film, uh, and the way that you you culminated uh, so sort of from start to finish, uh, talk a little bit about the importance of that.
1: Uh, the music was composed by a young, very talented
0: lady in Israel, Tami
1: Barak, and uh, you know we were sitting in the editing room, and there was the Tami and there was Yuval Cohen the editor of the movie, and Ares N, he was editing the whole sound. And I was sitting a little in the back because my ears cannot. <laughs> you know, there are seven channels of music. <laughs> and they would say, the violin up and this down and this up yeah. and this down. And, you know, you, you have to let the professionals do their job. And I said, Tommy did an extra extraordinary job in this movie.
0: There's, um, th- throughout the movie... Um, there you mentioned some touching moments. Um, did you find that any part was challenging for you as a director?:
1: uh, the production part. I'm the producer and the director, and we set up for eleven days and uh, the idea is that everything will move so smoothly that we will not have to manage. Logistics or uh, whatever can uh, disturb the, 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 our heroes to really concentrate on what happened. We had a great surprise when we went to Poland to one of these uh, farms, because we had to find a, a, a farm that looks like a 1940 farm. And we found the farm and we had to set up in early in the morning, like four or five o'clock, to be there in the first light. And we asked the producers if they can get for us, arrange for us some coffee and some sandwiches because we will be arriving like 5, 5 o'clock. And they said, no, 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 we are going to give you the location and that's it. <laughs> I carried a bottle of good whiskey with me and I bought them from Jerusalem. I bought in Jerusalem a cross from uh, olive wood. And uh, when we came, I gave the husband the bottle of whiskey and the wife the cross. And, then we had the best bread that she specially cooked for us, and I think the best cheesecake that we ever uh, had. And uh, it was a, a very touching experience, because a big part of what happened to these two guys was because Aunt Malka didn't stay in one single farm. She knew that sooner or later the world would pass around, the Nazis will come and are going to catch them, and also kill or whatever to the Polish family. So she moved from farm to farm. And then um, I asked the uh, what did you eat? He says, there's potatoes from the ground. We used to break the eggs and eat them and to milk the cows and drink. I said, you are kidding. He says, no problem." He, he broke a potato and he ate it. He broke the an egg and he ate it. And you know, it's amazing that, that after so many years, when they came to live their experience, they could barely remember them as a child, but they were in their memories, and it was really fascinating to see how they lived this, this experience. Some of it was not so fantastic, and the one of them was that Aunt Malka. When she left the ghetto, she was pregnant, and three or four months later, she had to give birth in the ranch. Her husband called the lady, Gentile lady, to, to help them in giving her birth. And after uh, giving birth, the lady uh, killed the young born. Uh, It's it's a traumatic experience that they still feeling feel uh, until today. And she didn't do it because they were Jews. She did it because she looked at the young children in the corner of the stable and told them, "Is the entire family, or you know, if if you are going to continue this trip?" with a baby child, the Nazis sooner or later are going to catch you and they are going to kill all of you. And this is the reason I did it.
0: As you can see, creating a Holocaust documentary is complicated but extremely rewarding. Here on Love showcases the intricacies of trying to find out about one's history and through love, conquering all. This is Aaron Herman.
1: Thank you for watching.